Hey there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports. Welcome to another episode of Pickleball Problems. All right, today on the show, we are talking about third shots, third shots, and not third shot drops or third shot drives or even third shot lobs, but really all of those shots, and specifically what counts as good, and how do you make the right decision about when to play one versus the other? When do you play that drive? When do you play that drop? Should you ever play a third shot lob? And if so, when should you do it? So we're going to talk about not just the quality of the shots and how to hit them, but we're going to talk about when to hit them. And we're going to do all of that in just a moment. This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. PCI offers instructor education and certification in the United States and around the world. If you've thought about becoming a certified pickleball instructor, Pickleball Coaching International is your best bet. PCI certification is just $249 and includes all your training materials, tons of resources, all your evaluations, liability insurance, and great deals from our friends at Selkirk Sport. There is no better deal out there. Did I mention that level one certification is 100% online? So you can take the course when it works for you. You don't have to worry about costly or inconvenient travel. Like I do here at the show, PCI certification takes a modern, practical look at teaching pickleball in a way that is safe, fun, and effective. Head over to PCIPickleball.com to learn more and to start your certification course today. That's PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. All right, welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Rennison, and today we are talking about third shots, both the execution of them, how to decide on the quality of them, what counts as good, what counts as not so good, and how do you know when you should play one versus the other? So why don't we start first off by identifying what counts as a good shot when we're talking about third shots. So we've always got three options, right, when we're hitting third shots. We could play a third shot drive, that's a ball that's low and fast. We could play a third shot drop. That's a ball that's low and slow. And we could play a third shot lob. And that's a ball that's slow and high. Okay, so let's identify what counts as good. So first off, let's take the drive. Typically, when we're playing a third shot drive, what we're trying to do is cause trouble for our opponents. We're trying to make it so that they struggle to play that volley. Remember, they're already up at the net. And wouldn't it be nice if I could hit my drive so well that they miss outright, right? They hit the ball in the net, or they hit it wide, or they hit it long. Maybe I even hit a clean winner. That would be great. Now, while it's nice to be able to hit those winning shots, that's not always the goal. I I wouldn't say it's really ever the goal is to hit an unreturnable ball. It's a nice bonus. But really what I'm trying to do when I play that drive is I'm trying to cause trouble. I'm trying to steal my opponent's time, make it more likely that they struggle to send that volley back and perhaps even pop something up that we can pounce on. Now, in order to do this, I've got to do two things and they're related. I've got to hit this ball hard and I got to hit this ball low. If I hit it hard and it goes high, well, it's going to go out, right? And if I hit the drive slowly, well, that's probably not going to cause that much trouble. So I got to hit it fast and I got to hit it low. Now, how low is low enough? Well, it depends a bit how hard you hit the ball. The harder you hit, the lower it's got to be, right? The closer to the net it has to be. I tend to find that most people who hit one to one and a half paddle heights over the net, usually they're okay when they're playing their drives. But again, this can vary a little bit depending on the speed of the ball, where you're hitting from, and also whether you're using any topspin, right? Because that shortens the distance the ball will travel. 
So it's really important that we can generate speed on these drives. And hitting the ball fast is a combination of sort of how fast you move your paddle through contact, but also how well you use your body to rotate. If I'm using just my arm, I'm likely going to have a slower drive than if I can rotate through the shot. Okay. One more thing that's good to think about when you're hitting your drive, all things being equal, let's say one opponent isn't really better or worse at volleying than the other, it's a good idea to go down the line. And that's because when you drive the ball down the line, your opponents are going to have less time to react. You're hitting a shorter distance than if you hit cross court. Okay, It's not always true you want to go down the line, but it's often a good idea, especially everything else being equal. Okay, so that's the drive. Um, what counts as good, how we identify it. We're going to come back to decision-making in a moment. But uh, in a second, I want to talk about a drop and what counts as a good drop. Hold tight. Hey there, it's Mark. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching Pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. Today we're talking about third shots, execution, and decision-making. We just talked about the drive. Now let's talk about what counts as a good drop. If you ask people, what is the point of the drop? What are you trying to do? Often they'll say things like, make it hard for your opponents, or get up to the net. I don't think either of those are actually true, at least not at their root. Remember, your opponents are up at the net and they are hunting for something high that they can attack, right? They want to hit hard. And so really, when I play a drop, I'm just trying to give them the opposite of that. I'm trying to give them a low ball that they have to hit up. And that's because if they have to hit up, I'm really limiting their options. They, they can hit hard if they want, but if they hit hard and hit up, that ball is likely to go out, right? And so what I'm doing when I play a good drop that forces my opponents to hit up, that causes them to touch the ball below the top of the net, is I'm neutralizing them. I'm making it difficult for them to hit a ball that's fast, that causes me trouble, right? So it's more of a neutralizing shot as opposed to the drive, which is about causing trouble, okay? So I want to force my opponents to hit up. That means I better make sure that I hit the ball low over the net, very similar to the drive, actually. I know a lot of the time people think that drops go quite high. They don't typically. They're still through that one or one and a half paddle height window over the net. The difference between the drop and the drive, of course, is the speed, if I play that ball low over the net and I hit it fast, well, it's going to stay kind of like window height when it gets to my opponents. But if I play a slow ball that's low over the net, then gravity can do its thing and it can down, it can then drop down low to force the upward hit. So that's what I'm looking for on my drop is to force an upward hit by hitting a low and slow ball. If I hit cross court, I've got more room to work with. Plus, I'm typically hitting over the lower part of the net. And that's why you often see... Well, the majority of the drops you see from pros will be cross-court. Lower net, longer distance, easier to force an upward hit. Okay, so that's how we measure success when we're talking about a drop as you're forcing an upward hit, making it hard for your opponents to attack. And in a moment, we're going to talk about the third shot lob. Are you a pickleball coach? If so, I bet you work hard to design your lesson plans. A good lesson plan can be the difference between running a fantastic clinic or running one that's, well, just so-so. And that's the reason I put together some of my all-time favorite lesson plans. These are flexible, easy-to-follow plans that you can adapt for players of any skill level. And because we organize them by theme, they work really well, whether you're teaching a single clinic or running them as a series. 
If you want to make your life easier as a coach, come check out my favorite lesson plans. Head over to PCIPickleball.com and you'll see the link. That's PCIPickleball.com and look for premium lesson plans. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. All right, today on Pickleball Problems, we're talking about third shots. We're talking about the quality of these shots, how we measure it. We're also talking about decision-making. We've already addressed third shot drives. We've already addressed third shot drops. Let's talk about a third shot lob. This is not something that you typically see at high levels of play. Now, why is that? Well, as players improve, one of the things that makes them as good as they are is how well they move to the ball. And when you're lobbing, remember, a third shot, you're probably hitting from somewhere near the baseline. That is a long way you've got to hit that ball. And even if you play that lob high and deep against strong players, they are likely to go back there and get that ball high and smash it. Remember, they're good movers. And remember, the whole point of being at the net is to get something high and juicy you can smash. And that's exactly what a lob is. So we don't see at the pro level very many third shot lobs at all. Should I say never? Well, it's a never. But it's very rare that you see a third shot lob at a high level. Now, there's a good chance if you're listening to this that you aren't one of those elite players. Maybe you're an intermediate player. Maybe you're a novice. Maybe you are just getting started. And if you're playing against people who, A, don't move that well, or B, even if they do get to the ball, they don't really have a great overhead smash, then you know what? You can get away with playing third shot lobs, right? They're not going to cause a whole lot of trouble for you. And so this is something that's really nice, That something we need to kind of remember if I'm playing a third shot drop, you know, and if I don't hit it perfectly, my opponents can attack and I'm in trouble. My drive, well, I think the drive is op- often a good option. Third shot lobs work well against people who don't move that well or who don't have great overhead smashes. So you've got to kind of assess your opponents. Do they have a great smash? Do they move well? Are they likely to punish you when you play that third shot lob? Okay, so again, I'm not saying never do it, but as you go up in level, you're going to be able to rely on that third shot lob less and less. All right, so now we've identified these sort of three different shots and what counts as high quality. Let's talk about how you decide. To me personally, my default will be to play a third shot drive. And that's for two reasons. One, it has the best potential upside. Remember, if I hit a good third shot drop, really I'm just giving a slow and low ball right to my opponents. But if I hit a great third shot drive that causes a lot of trouble, right? maybe I get an outright winner, or maybe I get a pop-up that we can pounce on. So the upside on the drive is considerable. I also think that there's sort of minimal downside. Look, when you play a poor drop, you get punished. When you play a poor drive, sometimes you get punished, that's true, but sometimes you just sort of get a ball back that's kind of fast or kind of low, right? Not really an attackable ball for you, but usually one that's not that tough. So assuming you have a decent drive, the downside is quite minimal and the upside is quite significant, right? Unlike a drop where the downside is significant and the upside eh, is minimal. So my default would be to play that third shot drive and test the water, see what my opponents can do. Can they handle that speed? And if they are struggling, either they pop it up or they hit a weak ball or whatever, then great, I can keep using that drive at least for a little bit. But it's only if I see that they're really handling those drives well and causing some trouble for me, then we need to think about other options, like playing a third shot drop, for example. One other thing to consider is the kind of ball you receive after your serve. If the ball you receive is very low, it becomes riskier to play a drive. Remember, you've got to hit up on the ball. And if you hit up and you hit fast, it's more likely to go out. So we often see when players are returning, receiving balls that are very low off the ground, where they really have to hit up, they will often play that as a drop, right? They're sort of forced into it. That's why it's so important when you're 
receiving a return of serve. You're getting ready to hit your third shot that you try to get the ball while it's sort of at its apex, right? That'll give you the most options, whether it's playing a drop or a drive, or I guess for that matter, a lob. Okay, so there you go. Consider using your drive to start things off, test the waters, challenge your opponents with speed, see how they handle it. If they don't handle it well, perhaps you've got a winning strategy on your hands. And if they do handle it well and they cause trouble for you, okay, well then maybe you want to consider something else. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Pickleball Problems. Thanks for joining me. I would love to know if you have a pickleball problem. What would you like me to address? And you can always email it to me, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Or you know what's even more fun? Open up your phone. You probably on your phone have a voice memo app. Open up voice memo and record a voice memo. Ask me your question using your voice and then email that to me. That way we can play it on the show and we can hear your sultry voice asking these questions about pickleball problems. I'd love to answer them. Of course, we're on all the social media. Find us at Third Shot Sports. And until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Thanks for listening.